Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Canton III. And no, this is not a She-Hulk recap. You get that later this week. We are here for a special episode as we're doing a little catch up. We'll introduce the guests in a sec. But first, the super producer, Jake Christie's in the house. Jake, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Happy to have our guest here for, like you said, it's a catch up. It's just we're just going to be talking about things since the last time this guy's been on here. It's what you expect from us. Yes. And when we talk about favorite guests on the show, there's there's people in the pantheon. There's people who are up there. But I will I will say, like, pretty much beyond Howard Bryant, there's like they're one A and one B. They're right there. Smith and Holly. The man is covering Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. My goodness gracious, the glow up is real. Michael Smith, welcome back. How are you? Good. I, I, so is, is Howard Bryant then me? I'll, I'll take that. No, I said one A one. Well, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to say it's one and two because M- Mike, while you're a great guest, Howard has Howard's a regular, right? He's a regular and he's put us on. Like, I actually think it's a bit a little bit disrespectful to Howard to put him tighter than anyone. He's kind of yeah. dragged us yeah, on no, like, no, stuff. Gotta, I think I think you need to yeah, give Howard his flowers, the see. Yeah, yeah, you gotta respect the plug. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I would I would co-sign that. And Howard's <laughs> the man. So yeah, I would co-sign that. He, and he also has a message to send to you today because uh because he, he would have been here, but he's He's ex- currently experiencing a he's, rain delay in Fenway Park. So uh, oh, he says he's he just too busy being the man. <laughs> he said <laughs> if, he, if, if he's someone who can be busy being the man, then it's really bad management that he ever talks to us. I don't know why he does that. If he's the man. <laughs> he's, he said Fury said what up? So that, that, that's, that was his message to you. But um, that's Mike, what's up. Well, Mike, it's a, it's a pleasure to have back. First of all, how you doing? How's everything going? I'm good. I'm probably breaking a lot of traffic laws. That's how much I love you guys. And that's also how bad I keep track of uh, my appointments. No, I'm uh, I'm driving the streets of Indianapolis right now. Um, diving back into the universe of uh, of NFL coverage. So I'm just trying to like sneak in some team visits. So today I hit the, the Colts. Um, tomorrow I will be uh, with the Bengals because they're like a two hour drive. And then I fly to Houston tomorrow evening um, for Amazon Prime Video's preseason game between the Niners and Texans Mm. on Thursday. Yeah. And then I'm putting together another little mini team tour next week. So it's trying to get reacclimated into this world, man. Uh, It's been a while since I've been boots on the ground or as Mike Tomlin likes to say, on the grass. Um, So it's nice to. It's nice to kind of just, you know, shake hands, kiss babies, see people, meet people, reintroduce myself to some people. It's been it's been good. It's been a good uh, good couple of weeks. I've seen I've seen a few teams lately. I've seen uh, I saw the Patriots and Panthers Fight Club, the second oh. practice. Um, and I saw the Rams, Chargers and Cowboys when I was in L.A. Cause that was convenient. So yeah, been making the rounds, man. So, and in the meantime, watching She-Hulk, you know, rewatching Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, just to, you know, lust over Wanda for being honest. Hey, um, nah, respect. We all you know. have our own motivations. <laughs> respect, respect, nothing but respect. You know, yeah. Uh, I'm wearing a trust tree. We're in the nest. Um, <laughs> no one's listening. And so, 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, you know, just 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 making it do what it do, you know, uh, doing some fantasy football stuff with NBC Sports and, and Matthew Berry. Um, damn, just had a head on collision. Um, there uh, fantasy football sport, stuff with NBC Sports and Matthew Berry on Sunday mornings. Still doing Holly and Smith uh, here and there once or twice a week or so. Um, and yeah. Still building my company, so I'm at the risk of rambling. I'm gonna shut up and let y'all talk. Mm -hmm. What's up with well, y'all? So I, have a, I, What's I have a quick question though. I have a quick question. Yeah. Uh, that I was wondering because you mentioned it. I was talking to my brothers about this. I feel like there is no yearly event that is more likely to have a fight than a joint practice. It feels like oh, NFL yeah. joint practices happen like every team only has like one a year. And think about yeah. anything else that happens only about 15 times total throughout the year that there's at least two right. fights. It's like it's the crazy. rate of the ratio. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's because like fighting has gotten to be frowned upon. Yeah. Within your own practice. So they got to get these. They got it. They got to start. They got to swing on somebody. It's just too much contact. They're tired. They're frustrated. They got to take out that frustration on somebody. And you also just got a lot of dudes competing for jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, you got a lot of people that's like literally it's their livelihood. For some of these dudes, it's like. Yeah, we just had training camp. You know, I'm, I'm just getting ready for the season. Some of these people are like, yo, I ain't trying to get a real job, though. You know, so, you know, they <laughs> it out reminds me to, like, of uh, the Bomani term of the can't go back all star. The guys who will do anything. I think that that's a lot of them in training mm -hmm. camp. But uh, it's yeah, almost just so yeah. funny. It's literally the preseason is now at this point just like three weeks long. And it's still like there's going to be a couple fights. <laughs> it's brawls. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I think I think, the, I think the one thing now that I'll say about preseason now, it's unfortunately, it's just much more harder to watch. I remember being younger and being able to watch all these preseason games and wanting to know. Like, okay, what's the starting quarterback going to look like? What's the defense going to look like? All that type of stuff. But yeah. nobody plays anymore. Like, yeah. there's nobody only plays. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's scheming, like talking about it. Joint practices go hard. I mean, the Bengals yeah. and Rams, they're doing a joint practice tomorrow. Fighting aside, mm -hmm. joint practices are probably the most informative exercise of the preseason mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah. You know, because it's like they really, they're really going at it. Uh, you know, and they get uh, some guys. I mean, I saw Brandon Ayuk at the 49ers was like, it's a waste of time. But like a lot of guys, like it's a it's a change of pace. And it's also a nice little measuring stick. This is it's the real tune up more so than the preseason games for your key players. You know, mm -hmm. preseason games are for somebody to just try to, like, make an impression. Joint practices are, are, are to get ready for the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all so all very, all very, all very interesting stuff. And yeah, the NFL season. So we're looking. We're looking forward to seeing that mug on Thursday night say, football. What, is, is that an NFL podcast? I'm sorry. No, I'm, we're just from being where been, you are. I mean, I'm your podcast. I'm totally hijacking your no, podcast. No, nobody's listening to y'all to hear me. Mike, like, you're home. About Mike, you're home here. Remember, you're a guest. Yeah, you're home is, here. You're chilling. Oh, okay. It's all good. I, 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 I can put I, my feet up. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Put my feet in your couch. AC and I are, we're confident of, we know if you actually were to lead us astray on something we were not interested in talking about, we would find right. a polite way to, well, we're not, we're not, right. we're not, we've, even though it might seem like it, we're not asleep at the wheel. No, not at all. No, I know, I know. I just, no, I just no. didn't mean to be, no, to no. be, uh, hogging the ball here. That's all. No, mm -hmm. no, of course not. But now everything's good here. What we're, we're good. Uh, we obviously started She Hulk last week for episode. I love one. it. 
Oh, you love mm-hmm. it. So why don't I we just it. let's start right there. What? Give me your impressions. What are your thoughts so far? Well, I mean, I hope that we see a lot more of Bruce because I mean, like I, I feel like, and this is why Love and Thunder was so disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder is the worst MCU movie. Let me just let me just throw out that take, oh. which is probably not even a hot take. I'm pretty sure everybody agrees with me. So it's not even a hot take if it's like, you know, common knowledge. Love and Thunder is the worst MCU movie ever. Ever. Um, I hated Love and Thunder. Right off the bat. I despise Love and Thunder. (laughs) The only good thing about Love and Thunder was, um, was, uh, was the Mighty Thor. Okay. Natalie Portman was super hot as the, as the Mighty Thor. And I never say super hot. But I'm saying it in this context. <laughs> uh, she looked great. She was finding in the mug as the mighty Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, that movie sucked ass. Um, because okay. it was the opposite. Yeah. Because it was the opposite of Ragnarok, which was hilarious. Ragnarok was the funniest movie in MCU history. And then Love and Thunder came and like basically countered that. Because they thought they were they they thought they were funny. Like, no, y'all not that funny. Okay, like settle down. But Ragnarok Bruce came back in She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved Smart Hulk's humor. Um, I forget the actress's name. I apologize, but I love the actress that plays She-Hulk. I was skeptical about it at first. I was like, wait, attorney at law, what is this whole thing? But I get it. I like it a lot. I can't wait to see where they take it. I just really, really need Bruce to be a regular part of this. Um, but no, I, I, I laughed a lot. I just enjoyed it. I really did. I thought the, you know, the Hulk mentor angle was great. You know, Jake, I, I want I want to hear your your counter to Mike's uh, Love and Thunder thoughts. Plus, I don't, I don't, don't tell me you, lo- don't tell me you love that shit. No, don't I don't love, love it. That. I no, okay. no, no. I also just okay. think I think worst MCU movie is a bit harsh, given that I've seen the Incredible Hulk and Thor: The Dark World and a couple other movies. Um, but Dark World was better. Dark World was just, better. And and I will take either. I, I will take Eric Banner's Incredible Hulk oh, over this wow. shit. Yes. Wow. You. Th- so I'll say this. Mike. I'll say this. Okay. I'll say this. I don't. I'm not someone who. I don't need to get in disagreements about. You know what's good or bad. I, that, no, but I'm not. I'm not just saying that. That's never something. No. Argue with me. I don't give a shit. Let's go. I, Let's fight. No. Argue that's why I'm you. mad. That. That's why I'm mad that AC set me up. Because like I don't. Whatever. I. I I'm gonna get into um, it in a second. But um. But what I would say is that um, I personally just find a, a few of the films just completely. Worse. Um, and I will say that while the consensus, I got you. So it was bad, the consens- but there were others uh, the that consensus- were worse. So, yeah, I, so we agree. The consensus. I mean, I definitely, lo- I didn't hate it. Honestly, I didn't hate it. I thought it was, I thought some of it was funny. I enjoyed some of it, but I, what I would say okay. is the consensus is the consensus is milk toast. It's not. I think a lot. I think there's a lot of people who didn't like it that much but i don't think that there's as much anger about it as you have because i think a lot yeah, of people kind of like i think a lot of people myself were like you know what some of that stuff was funny a lot of it didn't work eh, whatever like that's kind of the way that i've come down to if it the, to, um if, to me if the, if the best thing about the movie is the soundtrack you got a problem and that's i actually not, and if didn't it's like, care for if, the soundtrack you know, that much because it was all just guns and roses but i mean that's, that's just, what i'm know. saying that that was the best thing but let me ask you this all right like i'll 
I'm I'm loyal to the MCU and it's mm-hmm. in its overall vision. Do you think if I watched it again, I would feel differently? You think maybe I just might have caught no. it at a bad time in my life? No, you know, probably not. I mean, okay. I think that I think if you watch anything again, I think whatever visceral opinion you have on it softens, no matter if it's positive or negative. Generally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that there's stuff in it that I think is fun and good. I think that I actually really like Christian Bale in it. He was doing something completely different. You did. Um, yeah, I you did. like you. Oh my god, that was it was it was awful. It was terrible. And I love Christian Bale. I was it was like the whole, whole like Oasis Desert origin story. Get the fuck out of here! Like that shit was so bad. Oh my god, it was bad. That movie was bad from the very beginning. From the very beginning. And I mean, people think to bring up Christian Bale, then Russell Crowe as Zeus. That shit was corny. And I'm the corniest motherfucker I know. And I'm telling you, as an expert on corny, that was so corny. Oh, my God. You said Christian Bale was. Yeah, I see. The funny thing is, I would say that that is probably the thing that people like the most about the movie. Honestly, it's probably that's the most agreed upon thing that even people who don't like the movie that much say Christian Bale is good. I'm just giving you the temperature of what people. I'm telling you that your take that he's the worst part of it is actually probably hotter than you hating the movie, because most people who don't like the movie are like, yeah, Christian Bale is still pretty good. Okay, right. and I, I appreciate that. But here's the thing. My back hurts when I get out of bed. I'm old. I'm 43 now. I might just be too old to appreciate what I was no, watching. Maybe, like, the I game has passed I, me by. Maybe I I'm hold on, hold on, hold on. Jake, I, I, this is Jake now. Yeah, this is yeah, where I'm going to get you, it. You freaking set me up for conflict, the thing you know I don't want to do. Because <laughs> you know, you have to do that to me. But you, you take the ball now. Oh, my goodness. All right, first, a couple of things, Mike. One... All right, so you're talking about your 43 and your back hurts and stuff like that. I don't know how you cannot like Zeus. Zeus was so incredibly ridiculous and it was so amazing. Like, if you, all right, I'll put it to you this way. Like, all right, so I got this hashtag kind of going right now, like, for, because I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be respectful and cool, especially as I'm, as I'm now a dad myself. And you know, continuing to get the up there. Congr- Wait, now a dad? How recent are we talking? No. Oh, no. Oh, oh, now, like when you, you was on for Wandavision, and I was a dad. I guess we just we just not, didn't never talked about that part of it. But um, yeah, so I got a I got three year old son. But nonetheless. Oh, okay. Three. Yeah, he's still in a good. Yeah, you're in a good straight stretch. You're not, you're not really talking back yet. Anyway, yeah, yeah. you were saying. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 But no, what I was gonna say is like, so what I what I've been trying to do is implement the hashtag washed agenda and basically if you watch zeus on that like if you see that that little skip that he does down the steps that was that just like i lost it it was so fun it was it was legitimately funny it fits the level of corny that i need needed from zeus i need zeus to be serious in that in that in that section i didn't need zeus to be in the fucking movie like I, I forget about whether he was serious, whether he was like, I, why? Like whoever, like whoever wrote this shit needed an editor or needed somebody to say, hey, you know yeah. what? This ain't it. Let's go back to the drawing board. There was no oversight whatsoever yeah. to this movie. It looked like somebody just had free reign with nobody to check them, and and we got shit as a result. Like so- Zeus and Russell Crowe need to be in the fucking movie. Like that was just the whole concept. Mm. Was it's like. It just the, the plot, the everything was just fucking awful. And it was beneath mm. the standard that the mm. MCU has set for us. And honestly, it's gotten progressively worse. Like 
they don't because it almost feels like I hope. Listen, I can't wait for Black Panther two to yes. rescue the MCU. I can't wait for Phase four and five, whatever fucking phase they're on at this point. I like She-Hulk. I like most of the Disney Plus series. We talked about this. Yes. I enjoyed the heck out of Hawkeye. We haven't talked since Hawkeye. Loved Hawkeye. Um, you know what? But honestly, I, I say I like most of them. I did not watch Miss Marvel yet, and I have not watched Moon Knight yet. So that's on me. I'm mm. slacking. Okay. I mean, you know, doing some other shit. Yeah, I apologize. Of I, I haven't done my whole thing. Hey. But I mean, for the most part, you know, even though Falcon and Winter Soldier got worse as it went on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still overall approve of it. Uh, WandaVision was brilliant. But like the last few movies, it feels like other than the multiverse, they're out of tricks. And so we saw basically the, the nadir of the MCU play out in Thor Love and Thunder. And I'm sorry, like you're telling me about Zeus skipping down the steps. Okay, that's a highlight great. for you. It was, it was okay. funny. It was funny. We're going to agree to disagree on, on, All right, on so, the presence of Zeus in so. this film. <laughs> and Russell Crowe, like, I mean, fuck, man. Like, I just finished. And if, I could, if, I could, if I could mix, if I could cross the streams here. I know this is the mm-hmm. MCU, Marvel Cinematic University. Absolutely. <laughs> if, if I could, am I allowed to invoke DC at all? Of course. We're of not course. weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, Russell yes. Crowe was so good as Jor-El yes, in yes. Man of Steel. Agreed. And then it's like you come back with this Zeus bullshit? Like, come on, man. This is Gladiator. Like, what's like... Mm-mm. No. So- no. There was no redeeming quality, again, other than Natalie Portman's Mighty Thor. There was no redeeming quality to that movie whatsoever. So, um, I will say... Why like- were children fighting? Why were children fucking fighting in the end of this movie? Why? That's like, a question. Why? I don't have an answer for that. I don't know. I was Heimdall's son <laughs> fucking fighting. Like, bruh, this shit was trash. And I'm I, I'm sorry. I get that we are all oh, loyal no, no. to the MCU. I, this movie was trash. Trash. I, I, if we wanted someone else's opinions, we would have brought on someone else. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like now nah, this, 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 this is it pays me to say it. It pays me to say it. Strongest Avenger. I love Thor. Strongest Avenger. Avenger. Like, I loved, I love Chris Hemsworth at Store. I love, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I thought the Dark World got a bad rap, but now I see how people felt about the Dark World based now, on how I feel about Love and Thunder. I mean, like, all right, so I'm not going to say that Love and Thunder was worse than the Dark World. I think the one thing I will say, and I also kind of fall in the same line as Jake as in, like, I didn't hate the movie. Like, it didn't make me feel no type of, like, ugly way after. But yeah. I will say, as an MCU fan, and as like one of those diehards who will like watch films and rewatch films and stuff like that, I have not seen this film a second time. I have. It's worse. This, I liked it. I, we the thing the uh, thing that was a bit of a clouding our judgment. I think the first time we saw it. Yes. That the first time we saw it was our first press screening we ever got invited to. So that was right. a great. I, there was a lot of good oh, things that's out of that. Dope. So that felt very good. Yes. And I generally was like, you know what? Thank you. Thank you I was thank like, you. that was a good time. I had a good time watching it. And the second time I watched it, I'm like, I think that ultimately, I think the the negative thing I would say about it is that it felt like empty calories. Whereas I think you were thinking yeah. that it felt like you're eating glass. Whereas I just felt like I was eating, you know, just a big bucket of like, you know, nothing. And I, I don't, you know, it, like I said, it did not get a reaction out of me in any sort of, angrily way but that is not that interesting for podcasting so i appreciate you bringing 
your yes. strong energy. I think I think more. Did I ever so, tell y'all? Oh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was no, gonna. Go I was gonna. Yeah, go ahead, Mike, uh, and then I'll go after you. No, uh, I was just gonna say. Did I ever tell y'all about the uh, one of the great moments of my life mm-hmm. was being invited to the Black Panther premiere, right? And in the after party, you mentioned the press screen. It reminded me of, of going to that premiere, and then the after party was like no other experience. That's great for y'all press screening. That's phenomenal. Oh, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, you just kind of went into it excited. And, yeah, I, and I, I also the thing, I'm also someone who like it takes a really a lot for me to dislike a movie that I go into being excited Same. about. Oh, Same. and, I, and again, I'm not saying that that's why, because you know, I also just am kind of, uh, you know, I'm not really looking for reasons to dislike a movie. But I think that is just I, I'm interested in your visceral reaction to it because I think that that also is a this has been a very mixed movie among our supporters mm-hmm. and our patrons and stuff yeah. like that. And I think that you definitely vocalize a lot of other people's issues, but you mm-hmm. vocalize them with more strength than they might. Yeah. So I'm glad that your opinion, I'm not saying that in any sort of funny way. I think it's just a good thing. Right, no, I got you. I, I, I go hard. No, last time, the last time I wanted to get up and leave a movie was justice league. That was the last time I was like <laughs> this shit. I, I, I wanted to get up and walk out. And that's how I felt about Love and Thunder. And I never felt that way about an MCU uh, project. So, Mike, I think the feelings that you have have been something that has been very prevalent amongst a lot of MCU fans, like Jake said. And it's just, I, I was not expecting the amount of passion. I love it. But I, I yeah. do... I do feel at this, I do feel at the same time. And I think Thor Love and Thunder is kind of an example of this. And and I don't want to make any excuses, but I, I will, however, I will kind of like explain. I think one of the things that's happened that I've noticed, not only, and I, I don't feel like you're a part of this necessarily, because I feel like you're actively like you're you're watching the movie and literally taking it in and understanding, and this was your actual feeling on it. I find that with the conversation around the MCU generally is I think people don't realize how much has changed since the end game and basically how not only things have changed in the MCU, but we've all changed as people like in the three years since end game pandemic, no content for a year, people starving for content, looking for content and stuff like that. And then, you know, we got a, a rush of stuff starting with WandaVision last year. And I do think on the restart, the MCU has kind of struggled to find their footing. And I would say it's more TV show wise for the most part, as far as trying to find their footing and get things back to normal. And I think, you know, you consider the stuff with the pandemic and I think the specifically with Love and Thunder, like I'll even let you know, like you make the points about them not having an editor and, and, and the writing aspect of it. Uh, Taika kind of had a little, had a little bit of a free reign to a degree, but then it's like a couple of things. One, they wanted him to have the runtime cut specifically to, I think it was under two hours, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. or a two hour runtime. That was one thing. Uh, Number, number two, I feel like every conversation that Taika has had regarding this movie would lead you to believe, at least for me personally, that there seem to be a lot of back and forth with the with the studio that didn't necessarily go well, or communication didn't seem to be like direct 
I would say, in terms of like the movie and the development and everything that happened with that, because I think there was some behind the scenes stuff that was happening there, which is why, like, initially when I first saw the movie, like you think about it, and it's like, wow, this movie's really moving fast and it's moving really quick. But if you like really just like go back and think about the movie just generally, you tend to see that, huh, like scenes are happening very quickly and they're just jumping to the next thing and jumping to the next thing. And it happens very quickly and you don't get time to probably tell a story that could have been a lot more rich. And instead, they decided to tell a lot more jokes. Now, don't get me wrong. Joking is good. But I do think like when you're, you know, peppering every single scene with it, I do think there tends to be a bit of an issue there. So I think the critiques are are very valid on the movie. I would say that much. I think the MCU at large is OK. I think they are adjusting to kind of like this new era, because I remember, I mean, back yeah. in 2019, they're doing three projects. Now they're doing close to 10. If you well, count the. Yeah, that's a lot of it, too. But. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that new era part is, is you took the words right out of my mouth because, I mean, you go back to, to 2000 and uh, eight. Was it eight? 2008 or 2012? Iron Man, right? Yes. 2008 with Iron Man, which was like fucking awesome. It's like, oh, man, Robert Downey Jr. was born to play this role. This is great. Nobody saw the MCU becoming what it became mm -hmm. on the back of Iron Man. So now you killed off Iron Man. You've killed off Captain America. You've killed off Black Widow. Um, T'Challa, rest in peace. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman has departed this life. I, they're, they're trying to find their way. Now, I'm not, I'm not even talking as an insider. I'm not talking to somebody who's plugged in the way you guys are to the to the process who literally know how the sausage is made. I'm just talking as a fan because I went back yeah. and I watched I watched uh, Civil War randomly the other day. I just felt like watching I felt like watching Winter Soldier, which mm -hmm. still remains a top five Marvel movie. Like, I don't care what else they put out. I would never take Winter Soldier out of my top five the same way I would never take Notorious B.I.G. out of my hip hop top five, no matter who drops what. So it's I don't like, blame you. <laughs> you know, it's like Winter Soldier is yeah. going to always be in the top five. It's like it got four spots left. So I went back and watched Winter Soldier. I went back and watched Civil War. And I was like the build and, and just, you know, the momentum that culminated with Endgame, mm -hmm. which like if I'm ever just feeling kind of sluggish, I will put on Endgame starting from you lose this again, I'm keeping it. And I will just watch the mm -hmm. rest of Endgame watch the Avengers assemble and still get chill chills when Cap calls for Milnir like it's happening mm -hmm. for the first time. And so all of that, though, was this 10-year yeah. journey yeah. that got us to that point. And so now all those characters who made the MCU what it was, that's why it was so cool to see Hulk and She-Hulk because we hadn't seen enough Hulk lately. It's right. like very few of the core people are still alive. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, shit. Hulk, oh, Hulk's chilling. There's Hulk. Oh, man, we miss you. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, no disrespect to Doctor Strange or Peter Parker. It's mm -hmm. like, they just don't have, I'll dumb this down for my own purposes. And maybe this is an oversimplica oversimplification, the star power mm -hmm. to, to, yeah. to hit every movie out of the park. There was a point where the MCU could not miss. Mm -hmm. Like, if your worst movie is The Dark World, 
you have set a high bar. We could say we want about the dark world, but right. that was like a lot of people are like, oh, Ant Man. Well, like yeah. these are all good movies. Mm-hmm. No, in the grand yeah. oh, so anyone who's saying Ant Man's the worst one, that movie is too fun. Like that is, I don't right. know who could hate Ant Man. <laughs> I, think, I think honestly, right. I think the people who didn't understand where that's like hating season two of The Wire. Like Ant Man is too critical to the entire, you know, Marvel. The history. I like of that Marvel comparison. Comics. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's too. He's too critical. You know, whether whether it's uh, whether it's Hank Pym or Scott or Scott Lang, way too critical to the MCU or you know, Marvel comic history in general, but it's just like, you know, we were nitpicking at things like now I know that it's supposed to be on the back of Spider-Man. Although nobody remembers or nobody knows that Peter Parker, Mm -hmm. Spider-Man all of a sudden, but like Spider-Man or Dr. Strange. I mean, Mm -hmm. is Wanda dead? I guess if she dropped, you know, that two on herself, nobody, no death, but yeah. Uh, (laughs) Right. Exactly. I can see her coming back, but it's just like, who's left. And I just don't know where that those, those where that where those pillars are coming from like i thought one of the greatest touches at the end of endgame and it's it's really symbolic more so in hindsight than it was in the moment when they showed everybody who'd ever been in the mcu and mm-hmm. then they had the special literal sign-off mm-hmm. for yeah you know for uh for jeremy renner and for chris evans mm-hmm. and for you know uh robert downey jr and 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 and, and um you know, Scarlett uh, Johansson, Mark Ruffalo, Scarlett Johansson, you know, everybody, Mark Ruffalo, the whole group, Chris Hemsworth. It was like it was literally over as we knew it. And I just mm-hmm. don't know that they've gotten that back. And it's also unfair to expect them to get it back immediately when I guess my round my my, my roundabout rambling point is that it took them 10 years to get there. So it took yeah. them 10 years to get there. They're not going to continue there with new people overnight. Right. But they set such a high standard of expectation. So, like, even the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Guardians of the Galaxy were a nice little sidebar. But, like, I thought they were done a disservice in this last film. I expected to see a lot more yeah. of yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy in Thor than I did. But, mm-hmm. like, that's a, they need to be leaned upon more than just mm-hmm. an occasional appearance. I mean, I'm looking forward to, you know, the next, the next films from them. But I just don't know if, if the, if the MCU, can thrive the way it did without Robert Downey Jr., without Chris Evans, without Scarlett Johansson. Those are mm-hmm. superstars. And I, I'm just, I'm concerned about the future of it as a fan. Yeah. Black Panther 2, I may, I may come on here talking about, it's the best trailer I've ever seen. So I mean, yeah, movie. I'll say this. You yeah. have an open invite. No, it, wherever your anything. car is driving through, you have an open invite for Black Panther. <laughs> but, uh, I, and I think, I think that you are completely spot on. I also think a thing that now at this point where there's so many shows and movies, I think it is, and I'm, and you definitely aren't doing this. I think that there is a mistake a lot of people make of judging the MCU by the latest thing that came out, where frankly, there's just too much stuff that the MCU, the MCU is just giving a lot. And it's like mm-hmm. the comparison I always make to it. And this is a thing that a lot of people roll their eyes at because people don't like the show at all. But like, if someone's a fan of SNL, if an episode of SNL is bad because the host isn't that good, they're not like, oh, SNL's in trouble. It's like, no, you wait to see how the whole season plays out. You know what I mean? Like, it's not you. you oh my you, gosh, SNL, bro, that is like, if this, if I, if I were an emoji, I'd be the one hundred emoji or the or the target emoji right now. <laughs> like, because like SNL is a great comparison. It's like SNL, like I guess you know. Downey Jr. is to the MCU what Eddie Murphy was to the S- yeah. to SNL or Dan Aykroyd or, you know, like Chris Evans is Dan Aykroyd. It's like yeah. there were the glory days of SNL that made SNL what it was. Mm-hmm. And through over the years, whether it was Chris Rock or other people that had stints on it, 
it's like it would have its its moments, but uh-huh. it's never quite what it was in its heyday. But it's still an institution. Mm-hmm. I think the MCU mm-hmm. is very much like that. Yes, Jake, where it's like and, an and, institution, and also, even if it's evolved. You know? And I also think that like SNL, everyone has an attachment to their generation. And the fact is right. that, like, a thing I always talk about when I have people on because I'm the resident young person of this show, but I'm not even that young compared to a lot of MCU fans that like, if you're someone who is, you know, like 18 years old, who's grown up entirely with the MCU, I think that there is a way, especially if you didn't grow up reading Marvel comics, there's a way that like, while I think missing Robert Downey Jr. is huge. I think that someone in that situation is a lot more willing to accept a Stephen Strange as like the biggest guy in the MCU because, and I'm not saying that that's an excuse or anything like that. I think that there's a way that like, in the same way that you say like, it can never get back to its heyday about SNL. I'm like, I don't know. There was some pretty, the hater wig heyday. That was pretty great because I'm young. Like, yeah. you know I mean, so that's kind of yeah. the way it always is in the same way, like SNL where SNL, you'll have some like two or three seasons where there will be some people from the past generation and that couple of people from the new generation. And it's kind of weird. It doesn't work correctly. And mm-hmm. then once it's yeah. all the same generation firing on all cylinders, I think that it's kind of, there's just so much stuff coming out that it is to treat it like a regular movie franchise, like a star right. Wars where there's only one a year. It's not like that anymore. Cause it's not as high. Each project right. does not have the same <laughs> stakes for each. And I think that's, I, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I think, I think from a creative standpoint, at least, what it seems like they're trying to do based off of what I see is that they're creating little sections here and there and almost like to a degree menu items for people to watch. Like I've been talking with friends about this too. And they're like, there's certain stuff that I'm just going to skip. I'm just not going to see, but there's certain stuff that I'm into. Like, I want to know what's going on with Jonathan majors. That's what a a lot of people are saying. Like what's going on with Kang. That's the big thing. That's what people are looking forward to um maybe the ground stuff doesn't suit you they're starting to do the supernatural horror stuff we'll, like we'll see with blade and uh next year and and, I, and that's i'm excited about i mean listen man mahershal ali as, mm-hmm. as rebooting blade is big i mean i'm just looking at some of the phase five thing i'm just real i mean loki was what you mentioned jonathan majors loki was sensational so yeah. season two will probably be awesome quantum mania will be pretty good mm-hmm. again we mentioned guardians of the galaxy uh the next mm-hmm. volume of that I think that's uh, going to be awesome too. Yeah, I think those. I mean, those, listen, yeah. man, Captain America four, and and honestly, you know, with Ironheart, uh, Secret Invasion, but honestly, probably the biggest development. And like, do me a favor, burn this tape because I'm probably going to eat all these words about you know the MCU. <laughs> I've said like, so many mo- dumber things. Go. <laughs> okay, Daredevil, man. Like, I, no, I maintain you're right. You're right. The entire it. Okay, if you combine everything Marvel. Disney Plus series, MCU, mm-hmm. um, Netflix, the mm-hmm. best thing that has ever had Marvel's branding on it is Daredevil on Netflix. That is the best Marvel People love product it. I've ever seen. People ever. love it. Mm-hmm. That Daredevil series, I cried, not literally, but I was so upset when they stopped after three seasons. Charlie Cox's Daredevil and Vincent D'Onfro's uh, Kingpin. It's like incredible. So bringing there just happened here, Love Michael. It. I you don't know this. One of my favorite moments in the history of the podcast is when uh, one of our regular guests, Dalbino Sorio, pronounced Vincent D'Onofrio's name like he was Dominican. He called him Donofrio, which is one of my favorite things that's ever happened <laughs> on the podcast. And you just said it in a different way. And so now we've had three different pronunciations of D'Onofrio on this podcast. Go, it's really I'll special. Go with mine. 
I'll probably <laughs> fucking it up. Don't go with mine. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. You did. No, you, you, you messed it up too. But it is just nice to know that on two different occasions, people have said yes. that name wrong in a way that made me laugh. So, so anyway, what's the correct go. pronunciation? What's the correct pronunciation? Uh, D'Onofrio. 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 Gotcha. D'Onofrio. Yeah. So, oh, 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 um, Mike, not to Mike. I'll let you go in a second, but I do have to say, you're you're talking about how much you love Daredevil. I Howard has been on this show a bunch of times talking about how they need to change daredevil and change the what, character the no, no no not the lead actor but just the way that they characterize him in the show why is it so violent he's not a fighter he wants to help people he wants that he wants the because howard's a big daredevil reader he has uh editions one to three hundred and and all of that oh, stuff wow. so so like he's really into the character so he's like the way they're doing it, why is he always looking for a fight? Is is Howard's uh, refrain on on Daredevil? So it's it's interesting to get that little that little mix. I'm gonna have to get you guys on together. At some I mean that point. Punisher Daredevil. I love it personally. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. So I mean, listen, it, these people know what they're doing. They didn't get here by accident. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I I'll I'll call Love and Thunder a hiccup. I mean, we can't mm-hmm. bat a thousand. You know what I mean? It'll it'll, it'll find its way. I mean, maybe, we're, like you said, Anthony, maybe we're just finding our way. Like, we're different people. I think it's a big part ball. of it, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and maybe I had a bad day. Maybe I was just... Yeah, who knows? Maybe I, maybe I got to go into it and look at it through a different lens, but... Now, speaking know. of Love and Thunder, speaking of bad takes, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but someone was listening back to our old episodes, catching up on it right before uh-huh. Love and Thunder came out, and they said that... I don't remember saying this. I apparently said that if Natalie Portman comes back, I'll grow wings and fly, I believe is the thing I said. So you can't be much more wrong than that. You can't be more wrong than that. So, uh, and also, I actually don't even, I don't, he said that he didn't remember who said it, but one of us did. And the fact yeah. of the matter is only I would say that. Yeah, so it's I only you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah. only be yeah. him. But um, yeah, it's. A, I think, Mike, you raise a lot of, a lot of valid points, but I kind of want to get in. Wanna, yeah, yeah I go, ahead, go ahead, Jake. Because people were, especially big hardcore MCU fans, were very mixed on Multiverse of Madness. The, it was mm-hmm. a very interesting, it was an interesting really? split, given that MCU fans were like, I don't really know, this is silly and dumb, but it was one of the first MCU movies in a while that like film fans loved. We're like, oh my God, I wish the MCU did more stuff like this, where it was original, yeah. you know? And I liked it a lot. And I was like, what it. did you really like about it? Because <laughs> I think that, there's been a lot of, I think a lot of the people who are very hardcore MCU people thought it was too cheesy or, you know. Yeah. yeah you know, it's been so long since we've come on. I, I should kind of like go through the, the movies that have been released since then. So I, I don't think of we course. talked about uh, No Way Home, which was great, even though we all knew exactly what yeah. was going to happen. Mm-hmm. The moment mm-hmm. they, we heard the Green Goblin laughing, mm-hmm. we knew that they were going to bring back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Right. We knew it was coming. No matter how much they tried to hide it, it was still a very enjoyable moving on experience. So I'll be quick on No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness. Um, my unhealthy crush on Elizabeth Olsen's <laughs> Wanda Maximoff aside, mm-hmm. um, I really did enjoy it. I It kind of paid off what if a little bit. I mean, I like, yeah. you know, bringing back Illuminati with Captain Carter. Um you know, and even the zombie version of Wanda. I wasn't crazy about that stretch where she became more of a zombie and it had a horror movie feel to it. But overall, um, I, I just, I like connectivity. And it just felt like 
it, it it gave WandaVision and what if that much more weight in yeah. the overall mm-hmm. scheme of things. And uh I liked Wanda's attitude. I love the the the, the midair face-off between her and Doctor Strange, where he's like, This is me being reasonable. It's like the mm-hmm. dichotomy of, mm-hmm. of the duality of, of, of Wanda Maximoff, who can at times be, you know, and, and, and again, I went back and watched Civil War the other day, um, who could be this innocent person who's just like grieving and, and you know, she's just in love, but she could like, don't stand in her way, you know, because then you got to deal with the Scarlet Witch. So I, I loved, I, I actually really enjoyed the movie. Uh, it, it got a little too horror movie-ish at times, but I'm not a big fan of that genre. In See, general. that was my favorite parts of it, movies. which is funny. <laughs> yeah, well, no, and, I, and I understand why. I mean, it was yeah. a, it was a, it was an interesting approach. That's just that's less of For a sure. general like yeah. this sucked criticism mm-hmm. and more of like it's just not for me. Like yeah. I didn't enjoy see I didn't enjoy seeing Bolt's head explode. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. wait, uh, not. Uh, yeah, Black yeah, Bolt, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't enjoy seeing his head explode. That was a little. Too, I don't want to make it sound like I enjoyed seeing his head explode, but. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but no, but over overall, no. like I've watched it. You know, Jake, you mentioned the rewatchability factor. Yeah. I've watched that one quite a few times. Like I, yeah. once it came on Disney Plus, is, yeah. I rewatched it quite a few times. I, I think the thing about times. it yeah. that I really liked, and this goes to the horror movie thing, but I think this is generally a thing that I liked about it. Is that unlike a lot some of the unlike something like Love and Thunder, which kind of just feels like they're giving Taika free reign to do whatever he wants with the dialogue or whatever? The thing about Multiverse of Madness is the script and stuff felt very controlled, but the visual language of it, it looked different. Like they were experimenting with visual things. And that's why the horror stuff, even if it might not connect it for everyone, I like that they were trying yeah. those elements instead of having the sure. fights look exactly the same. And especially I like the yeah. fact that like I'm someone who I love Sam Raimi as a director. And I was really afraid, like, oh shit, they're gonna make this guy who is a fucking pioneer of the genre. If they make right. him make a cookie cutter MCU movie, I'm gonna be really pissed. Like that would be just a right. waste of his time, you know? And I like that there are elements of where you're like, oh no, Joe Schmo down the street could not make this just with Kevin Feige behind him. Like this is a real yeah. director making a movie. And that's what I hope they do with some of this other stuff coming up is I want them to get people with like real visual storytelling chops to do these movies instead of getting like an indie guy with two movies and then just previsiting everything out so it looks kind of like BS. Yes. Get a guy, yeah. you know, I would love for them for like Fantastic Four, get the guy who did Top Gun Maverick to come in and do some shit with that. Like that, I want that, and that should be the new frontier of the MCU is to bring a visual language into it because it really, the criticism that MCU haters give that I have the least response to is it all kind of looks the same because it's like, yeah, a lot of it does. And, I, and there's no really response to that. Yeah, I think yeah. The, I think the thing that I'll add about Multiverse of Madness, and that was a movie that I enjoyed too, is I think continuing the the strange character story arc i think some of the stuff there in terms of like we see what his his variants do with america chavez and then how that kind of like applies to him like he always ends up making those same choices even though he still tries to do the right thing per se i thought like there was a morally gray area that they go to with strange that I personally enjoyed and it continued to follow along from the original movie and how he goes about doing things like he can't help himself. He's always trying, he's always trying to push the envelope. And as for me with these movies, as long as they stay 
true to the character, then I'm not going to really complain about it too much. And also, yeah, Wanda Maximoff was awesome. She was kicking ass the entire time. So, like, you see stuff like that. Yeah. And then to Jake's point with Sam Raimi's vision, I, I, I honestly, like, it felt, especially for somebody who is a comic book reader like myself, it was a very comic book movie. And it was a, in a yeah. comic book movie in a very good way that, like, as I watched and rewatched the movie again, enjoyed greatly. I, I, I really liked it. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, I like your, uh, your take on, on Strange's character. You know, just speaking of what if, mm-hmm. I just this, mm-hmm. this haunts me. This haunts me. What if Iron Man and Doctor Strange hadn't been so goddamn arrogant in that spaceship as to mm-hmm. think that they can go fight Thanos on Titan? What if mm-hmm. they had just turned around and said, yo, let's just go home and regroup? <laughs> Could have saved, saved everybody five years, man. They actually thought they were going to fight Thanos with three people. <laughs> Because, I mean, remember, I, they didn't know the Guardians of the Galaxy were there. They no, didn't know right. they were there. They really like, thought they were going to take on the Mad Titan with multiple mm-hmm. power stones with Doctor Strange, Iron Man, and Spider-Man that you right. just made an Avenger. Well, what were they yeah. thinking? <laughs> that's not, I mean, and that's stuff I lose sleep over. But that's <laughs> the whole thing that I, I like about these stories. And I think, and obviously you're joking about it. I think that's, I, I like that these characters are obviously flawed and it would not be interesting yeah. if they always made the right choices. And I think that... I like that Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness seems very more willing than most other projects to really to not just do the thing that they do with like Civil War, where they let the Sokovia disaster happen and then they wait another movie to then pay it off. In the yeah. moment of Multiverse of Madness, he is seeing the consequences that it's going. You don't have to wait for another movie, and I like that a lot. Yeah. That, that makes that makes it more compelling to me that he can like know what he's doing will end up costing him yeah. and it's it's less it's not something you're thinking about as you're getting something from the fridge later in the night you're yeah. watching the movie and be like dude don't use the dark hole man you're gonna this is gonna be yeah. bad and I, yeah. I i really like that that's something that's in the text as opposed to we have to wait another four years for another doctor strange to see that pulled off it was it was a very deserving sequel because the original doctor strange was very good and, mm-hmm. and and i thought the sequel was was very very well done overall like again i'm just not just the, the the zombie, you know, for sure. Yeah, limp, limping down the hall part is just like okay, but other <laughs> they than, went very other practical. That, <laughs> yeah, other than that, I I, I dug it. I, I dug as it. someone who sure. I went through all of Sam Raimi's filmography before to fill in the gaps, and I'm like, yeah. hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just also you know yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Also, shouts to Pizza Papa, always and forever. Yeah, yeah. and. and- I do want to add, like, when we're talking about character choices and stuff like that, like you talk about No Way Home, I think following through on Peter's penchant to wanting to make the wrong choices and trying to get through things um, the easiest way as opposed to doing the right thing, he Mm -hmm. he pays the ultimate price in this film. Mm -hmm. And I think that was one of the... And I think that's what makes it so good, because like one of the things that I have was worried about at the time was like, OK, we're bringing back all these characters and stuff like that. How do we stay too true to Peter's story, especially with the way that Far From Home ended with his identity mm-hmm. being revealed? And I think they found a really good way to do it by forcing him to make the real hero's choice, the same thing that he was trying to run away from in, in Homecoming. 
And right, actually, he was right. trying to be the he, trying to be the hero in Homecoming, and then far from home, he's trying to run away from it. And then his identity is is you know laid bare for everybody to see. And then now he's in this particular situation that he loses his aunt, his aunt because of it. And now mm-hmm. he has to react to that. And it was so kind of surreal. Not only all the stuff with the other Spideys, but to see Peter lose it towards the end of the film, like he did when he's beaten on Goblin. And it's yeah. that type of stuff that that is like you see the character change and what that will look like for him going forward. That's yeah. why you watch these movies. Main, mainly, you could talk about the about actors and scenes and all that other stuff. When you have good yeah. stories and you have good yeah. characters, um, you know, playing those stories out. That's the core stuff of the MCU. But I know one thing that we didn't get to um, talk about and mention. What did you think of Shang Chi? I didn't like it at all. Oh, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't like it, and I didn't finish it. When they wow, were, okay. When I, did, I, okay, I forgot about that one. See, like you know what? I'm sorry, Love and Thunder. You have competition in Shang Chi, and I, uh, I could not get past them driving through that mystical, magical forest, whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> like I, I, like that, that at that by that point in the movie, I was done. I was like, this shit's whack. And like, I'll give it another try because I've heard people say that it was good. At mm-hmm. that point, I was like, "What am I watching?" You know, um, it just oh, it felt. So like you it didn't even finish. Also, oh, you didn't even finish it. Okay, I couldn't. I didn't even finish it. Like that was one I didn't have to walk out of theater. I didn't see it in the theater. I watched it on at home on Disney Plus, and I was like, "Nah, I'm not watching the rest of this." So yeah, man, I don't know. If, I don't know if that. Maybe I should be on academic probation in the Marvel Cinematic no, University podcast. No, we're not going to. I will say, I will say, that is an opinion. That wasn't assignment. I will say, no one, I don't think there's anyone who thinks that Shang-Chi is the worst in the MCU. So I would give it another try. I okay. the, the reaction to that right. was pretty positive universally. Not that you're wrong. It had if you some don't moments like it, early I, on, but it just got it just got really goofy when they were, you know, when they were driving through and they, you know, went to the I don't know, man. It just it lost me. But okay, again, I, you know, it lost me. I'm I, sorry. I, would I say, apologize. Yeah, give no, no, don't apologize. Not at all. But yeah, I will. I, I will see these movies. Yeah, I will say exactly. I will say. I will say. Give that one another try and see if if you can't get through it again, then that's just hey, that's just the way it is. But yeah. um, yeah, I would give that definitely give that one another try. But see, this is interesting that you that, that like the way that you've talked about Phase Four in a way. That has been kind of how people have talked about phase four to a degree, maybe not about specifically that movie, but it is interesting to kind of see like the points of contention and where those Mm -hmm. things lie. And I do think it's phase three is just such a banger phase, like it from like top to bottom. It just like it smokes like the entire time. It's just hard to it's it's hard to recover. And I do think that when we talk about them releasing so many projects in a single year's time, now right. we're doing four movies and six shows and Halloween special and Christmas special we're getting this year, all that stuff. I think it's, it's, it's a lot. That's, I think that's the best way to describe it. It's a lot. Like I think yeah. from an adjustment standpoint, all of those things. So I certainly understand like, I mean, even someone as passionate as you are, I mean, it says a lot that someone as passionate as you are, are is talking about this in this manner. And I do find it, I find it interesting 
because it, it, it's uh, it, because you're not you're not alone. I don't think no, <laughs> not the show, not the Shang Chi point, but like overall, like you're not a you're not alone in that that way. So I think it just like as somebody who has kind of been beaten on the drum, like for everybody to like chill out, relax a little bit. It, it, you make me think a little bit uh, more, and I appreciate that. Well, I, I thank you because I mean, I you know, I, I it's like, you know, I, I I couldn't stand the people, and I know some of them um, that would criticize in game. Uh, and then you ask them, did you see every MCU movie leading up to it? And they'd be like, no. I was like, well, shut the fuck up. Like, I mean, you can't yeah. talk about in game. You ain't seen every. <laughs> right. you, don't, you don't even. You don't get it. Like this is for us. This is for everybody that's seen every movie, and and every series, and, and this, that, and the other. Um, so I hate to say that something was terrible if I didn't finish it. <laughs> it's like, oh, did you finish the book? No, I didn't finish the book, but I'm, you know, I'm writing a writing a dissertation about it. It just it didn't do it for me. It had moments. It had potential. Early mm-hmm. on, I enjoyed it, but at a certain point, it just kind of like took a turn that I just couldn't bear to to continue with. Um, this has been great, guys. I have to jump, yeah, though. Of um, course, I, we've I, taken I, up I, a lot to... of your time in uh, in the great city. No, of I, listen. I'm enjoying this, the hell out of it. I just, I, uh, I got some, a few things I got to handle before the night ends. But man, I, it's been too, it's been too long, fellas. It yep. really has. You know, you right. are invited back whenever. Yes. Uh, have have your people contact our people, and by that we mean have <laughs> your people contact us. And... Well, y'all, all, y'all got press tours and whatnot, so y'all do have people. <laughs> I, I wish. We want to thank Michael Smith for joining us so much on this on this episode. Appreciate you coming back. Um, Thursday night football, Smith and Holly. You're mm-hmm. doing a whole bunch of things. Anything else to plug? Or are you just you just out here, right? Yeah, man. I'm just if y'all got any more jobs, let me know, man. I got kids in private school, and a daughter wants to go to UCLA, so I need to I need to get some more checks. So hey. let me know. If you got a, if you got a job, let me know because I'm gonna be out of a job. Next month. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, th- hey. th- yes, we'll yes. thank you, we'll thank you, thank you, Mike. Thank appreciate you. it so I much. Y'all. All right, man. Talk to y'all later. Yes, and and Jake, where can we follow you, sir? You can follow me at the Jake Christie, and of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Canton underscore three. Follow the show at MC University Pod. We have a She Hulk episode coming out this Thursday. Looking forward to everybody listening to that on episode two. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Pod, And yeah, listen, just continue to support. Remember to rate, review, and five-star this sucker on all platforms, specifically Apple and Spotify. We need those reviews. Hit us with those five-star reviews. But um, we thank you all for your support. Always appreciated. And we will be we will be back very soon. So for Michael Smith and Jake Christie, I'm Anthony Kantz on the third. This has been Marvel Cinematic University, and we will talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.